This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name is Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. Today, we're going to switch it up and try something new. In February of this year, we had what we refer to as our family reunion for Keller Williams. It's like our national sales meeting. Over 18,000 Keller Williams real estate agents flew into Las Vegas, and we had our big convention. At the convention, there's a ton of different breakouts. I hosted one on time blocking. And what we learned from over 800 people like you on why you've tried time blocking, but it hasn't become a habit. You haven't been able to develop the habit of scheduling time on your calendar with yourself to do your most important work. And in those moments when you're in those time blocks, to crush any distraction that pops up, meaning you're not checking your email. You're not on social media. If your phone rings, you don't answer it. If somebody walks in and asks, hey, do you got a minute? You say no. Why is it that so many of us understand that we need to do our most important work, yet we allow all the things that don't matter as much to pop up and steal our focus? So this is a keynote that I delivered. There was probably four to 500 people in the room. And you'll hear me early on right away. I'm going to ask a simple question. How many of you have time blocked ever? And what you don't see is every single hand in the room go up. And then I ask the question, how many of you have the regular habit of time blocking every day and crushing every distraction that pops up and threatens to steal your focus? And every hand, with the exception of just a few, goes down. So that was the purpose of this keynote, to really walk people through the major reasons why that happens, why everybody has tried it, but very few people are able to do it right. If you like what you hear here and you're a business owner and you're interested in one of us coming and speaking at your company, you can go to the onething.com slash about. That's our about page. Um, and at the bottom of that is a speaker sign-up form. So you can go to the onething.com with the number one slash about and you can fill out your form there. Let's get into the keynote. How many of you remember the first time you tried to time block? If so, raise your hands. The very first time you tried to time block... How'd it go? (laughs) Uh, I I remember I was in medical device sales at the time. Very fortuitous how things worked out. It was at this very low point in my life because I had this really awesome job where I was making good money. I got to wear scrubs every day. Told my wife to call me McDreamy. She refused, but I I persisted. (laughs) Yet I felt like something was missing. How many of you have ever been in that position where even though things may be good, something's missing? You wake up and you don't feel like you're trading your life for something of value. That's where I was. We have our national sales meeting. I walk into this massive ballroom. And on every single chair, just like one of these, is a copy of The One Thing. And out on stage walks Jane Papazan. And for the next hour, he just proceeded to blow my mind about how we can begin this journey to becoming a master of our most valuable resource, our time. He finishes his talk. Uh, I basically tackle him, um, latch onto him like a koala to a eucalyptus tree, and uh, say, we have to be friends. Can I please interview you for my podcast? He said yes. And that, that was my exposure to time blocking. Now, our our company, our medical device company, began to embody the idea of the one thing, the idea of time blocking, but we kind of struggled. And there 
are a lot of reasons that happened, and now that I've had the opportunity to move to Austin to partner with Gary and Jay to build a company around the one thing, I've really learned why, he, why you're all, frankly, in this room. Because we know that time blocking is simple in theory, but hard in practice. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some numbers. 800, 73%, and 37%. This is when I would say, do you know what these numbers represent? And you're like, no, Jeff, of course we don't know what these numbers represent. So I'll just tell you. 800, over the last year, we have personally worked with over 800 people closely on how to start and master time blocking. And what we found is when they went through this process, on average, they saw a 73% increase in their productivity. What could you all do with 73% more productivity? How would that change your business? And we found on average, by the end of this process, they were 37% more optimistic about the outcome for their life. We also found out (laughs) that it's hard. Time blocking is really hard because how many of you have time blocked ever? Hands up. And how many of you have a regular habit of doing it every single day and every single time a distraction pops up, you crush it. You do not violate your time block as a habit. Oh, interesting. So, so why is time blocking so hard? That is the purpose of our time together today. Here's big mistake number one. Failing to choose the right one thing. How many of you try to figure out what your right one thing is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there because, oh, this, what's my one thing? The one thing that I can do, such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary. Loaded question. I have a story about this. Meet Peggy. I just heard her, because she's in the room. So here is a woman who's part of our family. Yet she was going through a really rough period. Um, Her husband passed away, and she found herself with a series of really unhealthy habits. She wasn't eating well. She wasn't exercising. And she wakes up one day, and I get emotional just telling it. But when you look in the mirror and you don't respect the person that you see, that's where she was. And so she says, I need help. And that's when we start working together. She became a founding member for our immersion process called Time Blocking Mastery. And um, she figured at the time her one thing was her business. So what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else for your business will be easier or unnecessary? We all know the answer. It is lead generation. So what's the one thing you can do for your lead generation? She had a time block, right? For four weeks of working together, she is time blocking to lead gen. And that's when she began to notice something. When she's on the phone with her customers, she's lacking that energy. When she's in front of her customers, she's lacking that confidence. And all of a sudden, this aha happens that how can I possibly show up as the leader for my business, for my clients fully, if first and foremost, I don't have the energy to carry me throughout the day. 
Anybody resonate with that? That's when she realizes four weeks into taking action that her one thing has nothing to do with her business. Her one thing is her health. Because if she can suddenly show up as the body that she needs to show up as with the energy, with the enthusiasm, with the confidence, that everything else will be easier or unnecessary. Now, the one thing she can do to transform her health is to go to the gym. I've been telling myself this for a while. It still doesn't happen. So what's the one thing I can do to get to the gym? Well, for her, it was to attend a boot camp class because there's accountability there. Well, what's the one thing you can do for the boot camp class? See how far we're going with this, folks? To be in her gym clothes and out the door by 5.53 p.m. every single day. That's the one thing. Simply doing that. You either do or do not. Said nothing about attending the class. It was in the clothes and out the door. You fast forward six weeks of that, Peggy loses 20 pounds. But more importantly, she transforms her identity of herself. Now when she's with clients, there is a greater confidence when you want to make that last call, but you don't have the energy to do so, that doesn't even happen anymore because the energy is there. And her business starts to take off. When you do one thing, the right thing, it can topple over many things. So here is the message. Instead of struggling, trying to pick the right one thing, just do it. Just start. Makes sense, right? Sometimes we have to start walking down the road to see what the next step is. I mean, how many of us, when you're on your way to a showing, you get in the car and you wait till you know all the lights are going to be green? Mm -mm. Doesn't work that way. You start driving, you hit a red light, you wait, and then you go again. Oh, there's an accident? You reroute. Instead of focusing on picking the right one thing, just pick something. You're going to figure out real fast if it's the right one thing. Cool? Awesome. Next thing that we learned. People like to chase multiple rabbits at the same time. Problem is, when you chase two rabbits, you end up catching none. Um, <laughs> I remember getting to Austin... And Jay says, all right, um, the fastest way that you can make sure that you do not stay in business with Gary and me is to not live the book. So what's your one thing? I said, well, I need to transform my business. I need to transform my marriage. I need to transform my mental health. And I need to transform my physical health. So I'm going to pick one for each. And he goes, yeah, but if you could only pick one. I said, well, I definitely need to do business and I definitely need to do marriage because no happy wife, there ain't no happy life. He goes, but if you could only pick one. But I think I can do two. But if you could only pick one. <sighs> business, because if I don't do well here, then I just move my whole family to Austin for nothing. How many of you right now are telling yourself the story that you can focus on more than one thing and win? How many of you are really telling yourself the story that you can do more than one thing and win? I still struggle with it, folks. But the fact is, it's not about, or I think this is the biggest misconception of the one thing. We all have more than one thing, right? When we talk about the seven circles, spirituality, physical health, personal, relationships, job, business, finances, we have a one thing for every single one of those areas. 
The journey of the one thing, the journey of time blocking, is about proving to yourself that you can plant the flag in the ground and say, for this small batch of time, I can control it. I can crush the distractions. I can say no. And I can get a win. Of course you still got to check your email. Of course you still got to do the little 80% work. But can you do your one thing first? Because Gary talked about this on Monday. Once you form that first habit, something really interesting happens psychologically. All of a sudden you unlock this part of you that says, I can put my mind to something and I can make it a powerful habit that helps me live a big life. And then you go on to the next one and then you start habit stacking. That's a whole new ball game. For five years before I moved to Austin, I tried to form habits in my business, in my marriage, in my mental state, in my physical health. And how many of them did I actually form? Zero. If you were to look back over the last five years, how many true life-changing power habits have you formed? Go ahead and shout them out. How many true power habits have you formed in the last five years? One, none, two, maybe one a year, if you're awesome. There's on average 66 days to forming a habit. If you could give yourself just the permission to focus on one at a time, you could form five in a year. You start stacking that over years or decades, look at Gary. Don't chase more than one rabbit. Prove to yourself that you can plant that flag in one area and begin to take action. Next one, biting off more than you can chew. How many of you do this regularly? I think it's what makes you successful in the sense that you think really big in terms of your vision, but the challenge that most of us face that I started facing when I came to work with Gary and Jay is I thought big and I thought I needed to act big. And it wasn't until Gary said to me, think big in terms of your vision, but start small in terms of your actions. Let's go back to Peggy. She wants to transform her health. What was her one thing? Was it working out an hour a day? No. The one thing that that defined whether she got to put her red X on her 66-day challenge calendar or not was if she was in her gym clothes and out the door by 5.33 p.m. That's it. That's the mark of success. Think big in terms of your vision and start small. Let's go back to lead generation. How many of us know that we should be lead genning for two to four hours a day? Sounds great, right? Yeah. How many of you have a track record of lead genning for four hours a day and not violating it? Aha, uh-huh, they're not violating it. I got one guy. Awesome. Start small. I think the biggest reason people fail to time block consistently, the reason that almost every single hand went up when I said, have you time blocked? Let's do it again. How many of you have ever time blocked? Ever? Yeah. And how many of you do it every day consistently and crush distractions? The reason that this just happened is because we set the bar too high. What if instead of saying, I know I should be lead genning for two hours a day. We looked back to the focusing question and said, what's the one thing I can do? Meaning you actually have the capacity to do it. And what if that mark of success for you, if it came to lead generation, was just hitting the phones for five minutes a day? 
Can, can you every day lead gen for five minutes a day? Can you for five minutes shut your email down and not be in your email inbox? Can you for five minutes not be on social media? What? <laughs> can you for five minutes, if somebody comes up to you with a got a minute, you say no. Can you do that for five minutes? You've already done it for five minutes here. Just watching me. You can say yes to me for five minutes, but you can't say yes to yourself, to your most important work. The one thing that would help you put food on the table, that would help you take the trips and share the moments that you want to share with the people that you want to share it with, that would allow you to leave the legacy that you would like to live. You can say yes to me, but you can't say yes to that. We can all do that. But what happens? We say, I'm going to lead Jen for four hours. And day one, I do three. How do I feel? Like a failure. Next day, I do two. How do I feel? Like a failure. And the next day, I do for three, minutes and 30, three hours and 30 minutes. How am I feeling? Three days, I've struck out. And so what do I do? I stop. I wanted to form this habit around meditation, and I wanted to be meditating for a half hour a day, but I could barely close my eyes for a minute before I felt like I needed to be doing something. And I finally narrowed it down. I said, after I park my car in the garage at Keller Williams, I will close my eyes, and I will meditate for one minute. Just one minute. Are you biting off more than you can chew? If so, give yourself permission to lowering the bar that you need to hop over to earn that red X. Because what happens? If you lead Jen for five minutes, are you going to stop at five minutes? Probably not. If you do 10, <laughs> I am awesome. But you might do more. The idea is you need to build that momentum. You need to get a series of wins under your belt until the point where you just wake up, you show up, and you fully, every single day, without even thinking about it, you lead Jen for five minutes. And then it becomes 10. And then it becomes 30. Then it becomes an hour. And then it gets to the point where when I'm sitting in Chris Heller's office a few weeks ago recording an episode for the One Thing podcast and he said it got to the point where literally if his wife called saying the house was burning down his assistant knew that she needed to ask did you already call the fire department <laughs> before coming in and violating his time block that's what success looks like folks you just got to protect it start with a smaller amount of time that you can protect make sense big challenge number four Inability to say no. We just touched on this, but I'm going to really drive this home. When you say yes to checking your email, when you say yes to responding to comments on social media, when you say yes to your colleague who asks you if you've got a minute, you are saying no to yourself. And what's the long-term impact of that? When you allow the outside world to enforce its agenda on you and your one thing. That's why we don't get the results that we want. Let's flip it and look at a guy like Gary. 
We're supposed to meet every single month. I haven't seen him since November because his one thing is not me right now. I get it. He's got his priorities. He is so hyper-focused, so clear on what his one thing is at any given time that he actually views everything else as a threat. How about them apples? So just recognize that every single time you say yes to someone else, you are unconsciously saying no to yourself. Let's break away from the keynote for a second and think about everything that you've just heard. Is what we're sharing with you so far resonating with you? Have you struggled with worrying about choosing the right one thing? Have you told yourself the story that you can focus on more than one thing at once and actually win? There's a reason we know this. It's because over the last year, we've worked closely with and now a very large group of you. When we first created Time Blocking Mastery, which is the course that informed all of this, we didn't know that these would be the challenges, but because we invested the time interacting with you, we've learned more. You've helped us. And, and for that, we thank you. This is why you've also heard me in the past few episodes mention that we're about to open the doors for a founding member group for the new membership platform that we're about to create. We have, we have point blank learned the worst thing we can do is sit in our office and assume what your problems are and create a training platform to solve those problems. It would be a mistake because we would be wrong. It's way better to focus on working with a select group of you to really get to know you, to understand what your pain is and then customize the platform to you because we're doing this to add value. For those of you who are interested in raising your hand and saying, I'm, I'm interested in even learning about what it means or takes to become a founding member, you can pause this episode real quick, text the number founder to the number 33444. Again, text the word founder to the number 33444 and we'll reach out to you and let you know when, when that becomes available. The moral of the story here, folks, is we're a family. This is a community. We are in this to help you live a more productive life. That's why we're doing this podcast. So for those of you who have reached out, shared feedback, told us your stories, shared where you're struggling and how you're implementing the content and getting results, thank you so much. You will help us continue to bring more value to you. And that's what drives us to do more of these episodes. So with that, let's get back into the keynote. This is a big one. And... um. I think it's one that is often overlooked and it's being vulnerable and sharing your struggles and your failures with other people. How many of you have ever heard that maybe you should declare your goals publicly because there's accountability involved? And how many of you, hands, put all the hands up if you've heard that you should declare your goals publicly. All right? Keep them up if you have ever thought, I can't do that because what if I fail? All right, about half. I've seriously struggled with this. What will people think about me if I say I'm going to lose all this weight? I'm going to give up my washing machine because I'm just going to do my laundry on my stomach. <laughs> and then I continue to eat the cookie dough every night because it's just too good. I just can't say no. Won't people judge me? Will they lose respect for me? Here's the truth, folks. 
you don't relate to other people through your success. I can stand up here and talk about how I've knocked it out of the park over the last year and all the wonderful things that I've done. But you would just be sitting there going, cool, I'm leaving. But if I sit up here and I tell you about a real pain that I've had, about a real doubt, a real fear, or a time that frankly I failed. Notice how you're watching, you're looking at me so intently right now. We relate to each other through our struggles because in that moment, I'm not the one thing guy, they're not your team leader, they're not your OP, they're a human being. And when you get vulnerable and talk about your greatest fears, that thing that you know you should be doing, but you can't, for whatever reason, find a, a reason to get it done. And to tell, look them in the eye and to say, I'm scared. In that moment, you will be amazed at how all the right people are pulled into your life to rise you up to levels that you could not even imagine possible. And all the wrong people the people who will judge you, the people who will talk behind your back, the people who will question you, they'll be repelled out of your life. What a shame. You mean, if I can just open up and be honest about where I'm really struggling, all the right people are going to support me and all the wrong people are just going to peace out? You're welcome. That's it. So, I just need to encourage you guys it's okay to fail. We all fail. My fourth habit that I was trying to form in our, one of our communities, I got 45 days in and I fell off the bandwagon. I'm teaching the course on this stuff. And I failed 45 days in. I started again and then I fell off the bandwagon 15 days in. And I haven't gotten back on the horse yet. And I tell that to you because it's not like you go through a course or you get a certification all of a sudden, time blocking master. Got this. Now, this is a lifelong journey. And you will continually fail. You will continually face opposition. How many of you have enjoyed a pretty high level of success in your business? And let me ask you this. Um, the more success you had, did the problems get bigger or smaller? bigger. Same thing here. You're going to take on more challenging habits and you're going to have even more awesome failures. So why not just share it with everyone else? Because when we do it alone, that's when the doubt that creeps in actually takes hold and forces us to quit. But if you had a community of people where you felt like you could open up and declare, I missed it today and to watch how they support you and help get you out the door. Make sense? This is a good one. I showed some stats at the beginning about how it raised people's productivity by 73% and increased the, the outcome for their life by 37%. One other metric that I didn't throw up there, 50%. The increase in their stress when they started time blocking. 50%. Oh, I said increase. You heard me correctly. Let's dissect that. When I started saying yes to my one thing and saying no to everything else, like being in my email inbox, like attending certain meetings, 
like all those little 80% things that are on my 411 that I haven't looked at in six months, starts to seem like the wheels are coming off. And it got so bad that I walk into Jay's office one day and he goes, Jeff, you need help. You need to hire an executive assistant yesterday. I said, Jay, I'm trying to lead with forever. You need to hire an executive assistant. Jay, the business can't support it. You need to hire an executive assistant. But I stayed so focused on in my 20%, in my genius, knowing that things are going nuts everywhere else. Things are falling through the cracks. Big mistakes are happening. We are losing money that we should not be losing. Yet I am just in my bunker, just hammering down away at that 20%. Until the point that that 20% generated the funds to bring on an executive assistant who starts Monday. <gasps> I cannot wait. What will happen if you suddenly changed your voicemail that you were only returning calls to your clients at certain hours of the day and that by 6 p.m. it was off and you would return all calls the next day? What would happen if you weren't constantly checking your email every single time you have five seconds to spare, like you're waiting in line for the bathroom? Oh, I'm going to check my email because now's a great time to respond to something important. <laughs> Open. Yeah, not dealing with that. Mark is unread. And then it continues to occupy your mind share for the rest of the day because you just looked at that email. When you start saying yes to the right things, everything else, it is going to attack you and try to steal your focus. So just understand the fact that until it becomes a habit, and when I say it, I mean time blocking and saying no to everything else, until that becomes a habit to the point where you don't even have to think about it, you just do your most important work, it will seem like the world is conspiring against you. And it will be chaotic. But how long does it take on average to form a habit? 66 days, 10 weeks. Can you deal with it for about 10 weeks? Because then all of a sudden, I get off on saying no to things. When, when Diane, our operations goddess, comes up to me and says, Jeff, you will not, how did you miss that? This fell through the cracks? I'm like, yeah, it did. <laughs> you bet it did. Yes! <laughs> that just happened. Um, I'm getting excited now. Understand that there will be some chaos but it gets better. I think it's fair to say that most people just don't come in with the right mindset knowing that things are gonna get a little crazy before it calms down. Does that resonate? These are, there are other things that we can go into, but when I said, what are the biggest misunderstandings? What are the biggest reasons that every single one of you put your hand up when I asked if you've ever time blocked and almost every single one of you took your hand down when I said it is a habit and you crush every distraction that threatens your time block? I think these six things really, really cover that. So I want to get into Q&A. Um, before we do, how many of you have listened to the One Thing podcast? How many of you have never listened to a podcast in your life out of curiosity? Does anybody not know what a podcast is? So that is this on your phone. And when at the end of last year, Jay and I were meeting and said, what's the one thing we can do for this year? I knew my one thing for this year. If I could only do one thing, literally just one and mail it in for the rest of the year, it was this. Because this is a journey. 
You're going to leave this room all jacked up. You're going to go back to your market centers. You're going to be real excited. And then you're going to do everything the way you always did it. (laughs) Because you just don't have that voice inside your head that's there on a weekly basis to guide you. And to talk about the moments where you may be failing. And that's what this is. So half the time it's me talking about times when Gary whipped out a metaphorical two-by-four and taught me how to act in order of priority. Sometimes it's me sitting down with Jay. Sometimes it's me sitting down with the people that I am learning from. Because I will never tell you that I'm the expert. I will never tell you that I'm the guru. What I will tell you time and time again is that I am exactly just like you. I'm a guy with really big dreams who's trying to figure it out. I happen to have some pretty awesome mentors named Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. But I want to take this journey with you. I want to build a community around it. And that's what this is. So iPhone, there's literally, if you just drag down and type podcast, the app's already on your phone and you didn't even know it. Just search the one thing. If you have an Android phone, you can Google podcast players for Android and download one that you like. And then you can search that. Um, So I have two microphones and we are going to do some Q&A. There you have it, my keynote at the Keller Williams National Convention we call Family Reunion. If this has resonated with you and you're either a part of a big company or you are a business owner and you'd like us to come speak, you can go to the onething.com slash about, scroll down and there's there's a page where you could submit your interest there. I shared this with you very specifically because... It was, it was really breathtaking to stand in front of a room of 400 to 500 people who have all read the book, who have all tried time blocking, to ask them, how many of you have tried time blocking? And to see four to 500 hands go up in the air. And then to ask them, how many of you do it every day and have a habit of crushing the distractions that pop up? And to see all the hands, but a few go down. You are not alone, folks. If this is you... This is proof that you are not alone. That's also why we're going to be doing this founding member group for our new membership training platform. We are specifically going to work with a group of you to identify your pain points and provide specific training that will solve your problems. For those of you who are interested, make sure you text that word founder to the number 33444. Again, that's founder to the number 33444 because... We just want to help. The underlying tone of all this is everything that we do exists with the purpose of providing value to you so you can live a more productive life. With that, I will see you in the next episode where we are going to release the Q&A section of my keynote. We spent another good chunk of time interacting directly with people just like you. So you're going to get the chance to hear the specific questions that these people answered and the actual advice that we gave them so that they can get into action. We'll see you in the next episode.